Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about the Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct, January 2023. It's it, it it this was the one where they were like, yeah, we're going to talk about everything besides our biggest game that's going to come Starfield. out this year. Yeah. Um and uh looks like they didn't do a ton. I mean, how long was that thing? I didn't I mean, watch it. Was it. Like a, it was, it was less than an hour and a half. I think it was like an hour and 20 okay. minutes and that would have had okay. some lead time at the beginning of it for like Oh, you know, starting soon, you know. So it's like maybe maybe like an hour and and change, like 10. If I mean, do you do that? some, do you do some like, I mean, do they do like some deep dives in there? Like some, yeah. I mean, is that why it took so long? Yeah. So they talked to, they talked to all the development teams of the different games that they, they did, which I actually like really enjoyed, um, a, a couple of the, the like interviews that they did with the development team. Um, even to the point of like some things that I w- wouldn't have necessarily been like, oh man, that was a really good interview. Like was actually a good interview, like, or a good, nice. like a, some good, good stuff in there. Um, I think it's just like it was presented in a very uh, cool way. It was like it was less um, it was less markety and more like, mm. hey, I'm just like we're 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 gonna very in a very uh, professional and like edited way let these people talk about the cool things um, that are going on in their games. So um, so it felt less like scripted, like because a lot of times whenever on conferences, whenever like devs get up on stage, it feels very like. And then we have this feature that I, you know, these like bullet point features that I need to talk about because they, right. you know, because um, they're on our marketing plan. But like this doesn't, didn't feel like that. It just definitely felt like more people that were just like sitting there talking about their cool, like the cool things they've been working on in these games. And then someone after the fact, like just edited it all together to where it was really interesting to, to watch. Nice, nice. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, so this week, so I've been playing some uh, some Fire Emblem Three Houses, or not Three Houses, sorry, Fire Emblem Engage. Three Houses was the last one, and uh, that game is fantastic. I've been, uh, I uh, that one came out. It's I, I got the uh, the collector's edition. It's a gorgeous collector's edition. Has an art book in it, hardback art book that is uh, that is gorgeous. It's uh, the art book is actually better than I anticipated it being. <laughs> Um, I anticipated it was going to be like, oh yeah, here's just a bunch of concept art, but like, there's like a lot of cool stuff in there, like from character designs, different outfits, like that sort of thing, like different layers of the different, uh, designs that they had, as well as like the locations, like that's where the, the, the art book kind of shines is like, it's just gorgeous, uh, detail on the locations in the game. Um, the game is fantastic so far. I'm, I'm maybe I don't know, like I'm, I'm like on chapter four or five. So like, I've I've done like six battles. Uh, that's where it like seems like this game is is kind of like leaning more of its time into is 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 away from some of the uh, the more like social uh, aspects of it where where uh, in three houses it was like oh well let me g- be a teacher at this school and like you know how teach the you know how what what type of uh, classes do you want to take and uh, as well as teach while you're there and like there's just a lot of that kind of um, 
I don't, like I, I don't want to call it busy work because it's part of the game and it's fun in that game, but they've removed a lot of that. Like where it's like, okay, it gets like it gets right back into battles pretty quickly. Uh, more more akin to something like um, the 3DS game uh, Fire Emblem uh, Awakening, which is where I kind of got into the franchise. Um, but that like that being said, like I I kind of miss some of those things, but then I also like appreciate the fact that it just like has like kicks you back into like really cool battles like rapid fire um so far which is very fun um it's kind of like hey get into this this rhythm of go back to the tower buy new gear talk to the talk to the different party members that you have and then immediately go back out do the next story mission. Um, there are some branching things like I, I just kind of opened up uh, some some side missions, some side quest type stuff, um, which is which is always really fun and some of the best stuff within Fire Emblem games. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at with the Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Engage, and uh, and and it's it's a blast so far. Um, cool. I also have been playing something else, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but first, what what have you been up to this week, Chris? Man, um, I haven't really been up to a ton new, but one thing I did do that I haven't done before, um, that's a weird way to uh, put that. Uh, <laughs> I combed my hair on the, on the other side of my head. Yeah. Um, so Modern Warfare 2 uh, has a mode called, it's in the war zone, called DMZ, and uh, I hadn't played it before. I didn't really understand it. Um, got with a, a friend online and um dove in this is the one where you go in it's it's not a battle royale you go in and you do like contracts and stuff right yeah it's it's honestly it's like the dark zone in the division in that you go in you you pick your loadout you've got some guns um you you go in and then you you have to to basically achieve these objectives and then um and then extract out it if you die while you're in there like completely die like fail um, or don't get extracted in time. You like lose all the stuff you took in with you. Yeah. So um, like you have like a certain number of, of like weapons and things like that, like in your, yeah. in your, in your like home box and then you choose what to take with you. And if you lose it, you lose it. Yeah. You pick one loadout and like, you know, you can, you can bring stuff back in your, in your, uh, like backpack. Like you can bring some, some location keys back and guns that you find in there. Um, only really, honestly, one, unless you swap it out with what you took in one gun at a time, like extra to bring back in your, nice. in your backpack. Um, but it's really, really cool. I actually really liked it. Like, you know, like doing the, the missions was pretty cool. Um, and, and I like the idea of like, okay, you're going in and you're trying to like find these, you know, you know, pick up weapons and loot and stuff like that. And, and take on these, these different strongholds and stuff like that, that would, give you better loot um you know you can uh if you pick up a plate like a yeah plate plate vest um you can uh equip that and then as long as you don't die you know you can you can bring that back in later gas masks work the same way sulfur vibes as long as you don't use them you can bring it back in later so it was Um, was really cool and then you get bonuses for having like a certain number of games um in a row where you extract properly and so, like, whenever you, whenever you're extracting, like, other other teams are in there with you, right? Yeah. And so then they yes. can, like, they they know where the extraction different extraction points are. And so, is it a thing where, like, you throw down the 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 like, 
the smoke, and then everybody knows, like, oh, somebody's extracting, let's go get them. Yeah, it, I can't remember exactly what it did in, in the division, but like, I feel like it gave you a notification if you were just in the area and someone was trying to extract. Yeah, there's flares. It, like, they would send up a big flare, and so you'd see it up in the sky, and it'd be like, someone's extracting. Yeah, it doesn't do that. Like, you're you're probably like, I mean, the only time that I extracted like four times, the only time I ran into uh, someone was we had waited till almost the end of the game to try to extract, and so there were like several teams that were trying to extract at once. Mm. It throw like it, there's smoke, but the, but like, and you can you know you definitely notice the chopper when it comes down, and it does sit there for a second, so you can battle over the chopper for yeah. a second while you're trying to get in. Oh, um, so somebody else th- can just take your chopper. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, I mean or if you guys, you know, say you have a pact, you know, like or you you yeah. like all decide, hey, let's just all extract. It can extract multiple teams at once too. Oh so, okay. Well like, let's it's, all it's just not, be friends. Yeah, it doesn't um just extract and, and it's different from like, you know, the because the, the dark zone in the division you were extracting your your weapons and your gear and all the stuff you had picked up, you weren't physically extracting. Correct. Uh, versus yeah. this is your you are physically extracting. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So I, I guess like that's super interesting. Like it's like a sandbox that everybody, you know, loads into um, the instance to do their own like different missions, whatever they've chosen to do. So you might have one where it's like, hey, you know, go to this location and clear out this thing. And somebody else may be wanting to do something completely different. Um, and so but then at the end, you all just extract together. How many people are on each instance at a time, like on each map? Uh, I actually don't know. I don't know if it actually said it probably did, but I don't. I mean, it was the thing is, there's tons of bots, and so oh, gotcha. it, sometimes it's hard to distinguish between the bots and other yeah. teams. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's you know it's it's kind of like a a raid, and that's different because there's actual raids in this game that I haven't played yet either, which I would love to. Um, but it, you know, like the and the different missions, like. I mean, if you stay in one spot, this is the thing. Is It, it actually kind of reminds me of, um, what does it remind me of? Um, maybe just some of the, like, wave-based games. Like, if you stay in one spot in the game, like, you're just going to get hit with more and more and more and more AI bots, and you're going to, like, face harder and harder and harder bots. And nice. they also ramp up as the, the match goes on. Um, the longer you wait to extract, the harder the AI is. Fascinating. That's that's interesting. That's a really interesting game mode. This was a game mode I asked you about, like whenever the game first came out. I was like, and and you hadn't played it yet, and I because I knew nothing, like very little about it, other than there was like, hey, there's like a non-competitive uh, game mode in Warzone itself, um, and so that's super interesting. I uh, now knowing this, I'm like, man, that's that actually sounds like really intriguing to me to uh, to to give a shot, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, well, Chris, we're going to be talking about the Microsoft stuff and the rest of what I've been up to this week in a minute. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. What's your pick of the week, John? My pick of the week this week is a collector's edition of my favorite game of all time. So Celeste is five years old as of, I think literally yesterday. Um, and so that video game is five years old. And so fan gamer, they, uh, working with okay, uh, uh, extremely okay games, 
um, which is the developer, uh, has released an, on pre-order a new collector's edition of Celeste. So you can do a physical edition. It'll either be on PS... I think it's a PS4 disc, which also plays on your PS5. Um, or a Switch cartridge. And included in that is an art book, a journal, um, a, a soundtrack uh, element. Like a, I think it's like... Got a, like only only people who grew up with cassette tapes around will know what a J card is. So it has like a J card in it that is that has a download for a, the soundtrack or whatever. So like the J card for the cassette, like it's the paper that goes in the cassette case. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it has like that in it, and then uh, and it has like a, a couple other elements, like a pin and a and a bandana and like anyway. So that that is out there if if anybody missed the physical uh collector's edition that was through limited run games which is out of print or whatever this is a new collector's edition for the 5th anniversary um of Celeste so um it's very very cool i think you can get the uh the art book separately as well so if you don't like fancy a another copy of that game or a copy of that game i think some of the elements are available separately on Fangamer but uh Fangamer man i uh, i always love their uh the the way that they do merch and like all of their like anything i've ever gotten from fan gamer has been uh really high quality so um, that's awesome yeah are you gonna pick it up probably like it's it's on pre like it doesn't release until june or whatever they've talked about where it's like okay we're gonna you know we're gonna do this initial run and then if it sells out we'll do another run and so like there's at least gonna be like two waves of this thing so it's not like the limited run thing where it was like oh we're only printing you know two thousand or something like that that yeah. there were of the collector's editions um so I, I, I'm still like in that debating process where it's like, okay, do I just get like the art book and the, like the items that I don't already have? Cause I already have a physical edition of it on PlayStation. I don't have a physical edition of it on switch, but I have it digitally on switch. Like that's where I initially mm. played it. So I don't know. It's like one of those, like where I'm like, I probably will end up doing it. It's just, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I haven't, haven't gotten it through my head where I'm like, ah, do I, you know, do I want a physical version on switch? I don't know. Anyway, but uh, but probably like I'm at least gonna pick up the everything I can outside of the uh, the actual game. Um, the art on it is 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 new and also, and it looks gorgeous. Um, so I always I always love uh, love good video game art. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but yeah, that's my pick of the week. What's your pick of the week this week, Chris? All right, my pick of the week. Um, I've been uh, listening to the audiobook uh, of the book Spare by Prince Harry. Um, it was actually, it's actually really, really good. Um, it's narrated by, by him. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, like, I think it's, it's sometimes it's, it's like, okay, what is actually happening with this like book, especially when it's an autobiography and when like the, the press just takes like, you know, certain specific things just makes a big hubbub about it. And it almost made me stop, like not read, like pick it up. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of interested in this. I kind of want to like hear his story, and it's actually really intriguing. Like the most of the book um, so far, I mean, everything I've read so far, you know, deals with um, what it was like, you know, growing up as a prince in the royal family. And and hear me say, like, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who like obsesses over the royal family. I really don't generally care, but it, I do like. I think it's an interesting, you know, like look at a uh, completely different. Um, person's life that like I, I mean like the the rarest of the rare like have that experience you know growing up you know in palaces and castles and 
um, having to deal with um, public's scrutiny in that way and stuff like that. And so it's just, uh, it was a really interesting book. Um, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I recommend the audio book. It's, it's read um, very well um, by Harry. And so uh, that's We've my talked about the how like audio books like read by the author is also like, we, I, I like that a lot. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I, and, and honestly, like I gravitate anymore these days. I, I gravitate toward, um, when I read these autobiographies, listening to them, um, more than I do actually reading them or I, or I kind of do a, I do a, I'll, I'll buy like the Kindle edition and like the, side by side. Well, I'll, I buy specifically the Kindle edition and I listen to it on audible because what they'll do is it, it'll keep track of where you're at, no matter if you're listening or reading and it'll just like pick, pick up, uh, nice. where you are back and forth. So you don't have to like, you know, figure out, okay, where was I and where, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a pretty seamless uh, reading experience, even if you do switch back and forth. And I, I you know, once you kind of get the author's voice in your head, you can read it and kind of like read it in their voice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus like your own, which is like just completely different. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really kind of cool way. I mean, this is kind of the first time in, you know history that technology has allowed us to do that kind of thing so yeah it's really I mean, cool. aside from like you know where it's like oh yeah i'm gonna like switch over to the audiobook Look, which disc is that you know just i know right was and I search on? around yeah. and like you know and then figure out which page you're on <laughs> yeah. and, you know it's just like yeah yeah i mean and like, i think like just like the ease of recording now like there are more and more people re reading their own books now than there used to be i mean that's yeah. just the plain yeah, you know, and just like, and, but USB also, like USB microphones are so good. <laughs> they're like, they're oh yeah, just, and it sounds great. Great, yeah, they sound phenomenal, so, and um, and it's just uh, yeah, it's 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 a cool way I like to read those books. Yeah, uh, you know, audio devices have like audio technology has increased so much, like over even just like since since you and I like you know for like 10 years the last 10 years like the last decade audio like at home kind of like audio recording and stuff technology has been just like so much better than it was before like whenever i was like we were like in high school or college or whatever you know um oh so, yeah like, at that time like you just spend a lot of money and a lot of you know it's like oh does this work with that software does, you know which type of thing do i need and then nowadays it's literally just like there's like USB um, and a microphone and it sounds really nice already. <laughs> yep. So, um, well, Chris, that's awesome. My pick of the week this week is the, uh, Celeste. I, th I think it's called like the Celeste 50th, fifth, oh, not 50th. Sorry. Celeste fifth anniversary collector's edition on fan gamer. And your pick of the week is the, I guess, book and audiobook spare. Yes. By Prince Harry. <laughs> All right, John, it's time for uh, our main segment. We're going to talk about the Microsoft and Bethesda developer direct um, that just happened. Um, I'll let you, like, because you watched this, I'll let you dive into a lot of it. But um, uh, the first thing, I'm, I'm operating kind of off of a recap article here from IGN. Um, I dig written it. Written by Logan Plant. Uh, the first is Redfall gets an extended gameplay showcase, and it looks like it's coming out on May 2nd. Yeah, got a date. Dude, I've, I mean, I've... I've enjoyed everything I've seen from Redfall. I'm super pumped for this, actually. 
Yeah, and like so before I, if I remember correctly, the previous showcases they've always talked about how like oh yeah you can play this single player, um, but then the sh- the gameplay that they show typically has like three people, four people um, playing it, and uh, whatever whatever the number of people that, like are in a party, um, they have like it's a multiplayer session that they have this this showcase like literally for the first like whole chunk of gameplay. It's a, like it's somebody who's like going and doing this thing solo. And man, let me tell you, the vibes of this game are so like creepy and so cool. Like the different powers that you can have and, and the like going in, they were talking about, hey, you're going to go and uh, you're trying to turn the lighthouse back on. That's your mission right here. And like then they worked their way through all of these different zombies and these different elements of, uh, of not zombies, but like vampires or whatever they are. Um, and uh, as a single player, player and i was like that vibe is so interesting and it feels like very uh moody and sometimes like kind of kind of horror like where they're walking through like this creepy house and there's like you know it's like oh there's like bloody footsteps and it's like oh where's what's this about um and then they showed like after that they played some uh some more multiplayer and it was just like oh man it's that but with multiplayer like with with multiple people and approaching different, uh, you can approach like the different p- missions in very kind of, uh, you have a lot of choice in how you would be able to approach that it appears. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting game. I am so down to play it. I'm so excited that it is it is that close. I kind of anticipated it would be in the fall, but May, I'm totally down, Chris. This, this game looks, looks great. Yeah, dude. Um, and I think one of the things that this is one of the things that intrigues me is this is a a vampire game, yeah. and um, you know it's not a zombie game. Yep. It's not like it's just kind of like that's just different in today's landscape, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I guess like the vampire aspect of it is definitely like kind of core to its experience because like there are these. Uh, in 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 there, there are vampire enemies, but there are also like human enemies that are like cultists um, for the the like about the vampires or whatever. And so like you're, that's the kind of foot soldiers. And then as like it, you get into the more and more supernatural things, things get more and more challenging. And like that that's that's super cool to me. I love the the world building they've done with that. Totally. What is the next um, thing? Yeah. So the next thing. Um, Minecraft Legends gets an April release date. I feel like we've been talking about this forever. Dude, this game got announced a long time ago. I honestly thought it was already out. Um there was there was like there was some sort of a Minecraft game that was like a kind of a dungeon crawler-esque type of a thing that already came out. This game the focus that they did with the 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 um gameplay on this was like hey it's a multi there's a multiplayer mode where like you go and and you build up your defenses and there's another team that can come and attack you um and like so that's that's interesting not necessarily my jam the things that i've seen about this game um previously kind of more intrigued me with like the story um and the single like not the single player but the 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 campaign aspect of it the story campaign um so yeah like th- this gameplay didn't didn't do a ton more for me but there is like a, a pretty well thought out um multiplayer aspect of, of this game if that's your jam yeah yeah um we also got uh, some Forza Motorsport gameplay and details. Did we get a release date? Do we know this? It's just still set for sometime in 2023. It blew my mind whenever they literally just said 2023. Because I was like... Good grief. 
I was like, for sure, they're going to put a date on this. It's going to be like November or something like that. But it's like, they still don't have a date. Um, I feel like they need to, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's what I expected. I don't don't know. Unless they're not confident (laughs) at this point, but we've already delayed this game by like a couple years. Um, So it seems like it should be more solid than it is release wise what i saw was fantastic dude like i I, they started playing this thing i was like i was like oh yeah those are they were doing a a live action trailer but then no it was it's the game like it it, everything looks so real and it blows my mind this was the one where like all the developers talking about this game i was just like i could listen to you guys talk about your game like all day long uh because the audio people like were talking about audio the visual people were talking about the ray tracing and about the different like ambient glows whenever the light hits the different paints and hits the road it gives an ambient glow of like whatever color that is so the way that they were talking about the 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 level of detail uh within this game kind of blew my mind and it's it runs at 60 frames per second it's 4k native and it has ray tracing and and dynamic weather and time and that blows my mind a little bit that that's possible um, within even even a a closed track racing game. Um, so yeah, like they were talking about how on each lap the the time of day progresses by however long you've been on the track. So if you start at sunset, it'll be dark whenever you finish on the last lap, um, which which also blows my mind so like every lap is is slightly different lighting and and will have different um ambient glow depending on what angle the sun's coming from so um it looks fantastic i'm so ready for this game i really hope it hits in 2023 because just the level of confidence that they have saying only 2023 makes me be like "Mm, that means it's late 2023 and that means it's close like if anything happens it's gonna be 2024 so anyway we'll see yeah um all right the uh the next thing tango game works hi-fi rush is a rhythm action game out today you've actually played this yeah this is a big surprise like they said beforehand we're only going to talk about these four games and right at the beginning of the uh the event they crossed out four and wrote five um like the whole thing was was done like transitions were done as like a uh, hey we're writing on a whiteboard <laughs> and so they crossed out four and wrote five and i was like wait what's the fifth and this was the fifth this was the fifth thing they announced it and released it on the same day and there was like no leaks there was no inclination that this was going to happen it just dropped on game pass uh last night and uh and i played it i played through for the first boss it is awesome. If anybody hasn't seen the trailer for it, you should check out the trailer for High Fire Fire Rush because it is very, very pretty art style. Um, it's got a rock and roll kind of vibe uh, that goes throughout the whole thing, and it is. It's got like it's humorous. Like I laughed out loud a couple of times, and uh, and it's very fun. It's kind of got rhythm based gameplay. So. Your character is in is is uh you know wants to be a rock star or whatever and is is getting they have an injured arm and they're gonna they've signed up for this new robotic arm program from from a company and they replaced their arm with a robotic arm but through an accident um, they also get an iPod. Uh, <laughs> 
embedded in their chest, which gives them musical superpowers, essentially, where the entire world uh, syncs up with the beat of whatever song is playing on their iPod. And so as you play through this game, it's like I, I did the the mix. Like I, I basically turned down the dialogue a couple of notches and I turned down the, the sound effects a couple of notches because like the music is really good in this. Um, there is a combination of both licensed tracks as well as like uh, the majority of it, I would say, is probably like, you know, their own stuff, but it's all kind of guitar focused rock and roll, which is really cool. Um, in the trailer, they, in, and in the first part of the game, they do uh, lonely boy by the black keys, um, which is awesome. And then on the first boss fight, they kicked into another licensed song, which was a, uh, Oh man, what was it? it was, I think it, it's nine inch nails. Uh, I can't remember exactly which song it was, but it's a, it's a rockin' song. And so like those, the combination of like whenever the licensed track is like, is like going and you're just like, man, this is, this is rockin'. And then they seamlessly transition into their own kind of music. It's like, ah, oh, that, that just works really cool. Um, the gameplay, everything happens on a beat. So the enemies attack you on a beat, you attack them on a beat and you get bonus points for if you press the button on a beat so it's kind of like instantaneous um like you hit the button and he he attacks and uh so if you do like different like like a like attack 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 on on the beats it'll give you like bonus points and bonus damage and things um and it was it was pretty easy to stay on they have this little robot uh cat that floats along beside you which is really cute it's the robot cat's name is 808 which is a great name for a, a robot cat um, and it flashes in the rhythm that the song is in. So if you kind of like pay attention, even if you're like, uh, like less, um, you know, if, if you're not as rhythmically inclined via audio, you can still like actually vis visually see a representation of like, where's the beat at right now. So, and it wasn't punishing. Like, even if like I, I intentionally tried to get it wrong a few times because I was like, okay, what does it do whenever you do that? And it feels still feels like a, a really tight action game. Even if you're not like even attempting to put things on the beat. Um, it's very cool, dude. I, I really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed my time with it. I'm definitely going to go back and, and play more after that first, uh, first boss. Nice. That's awesome. Um, is that it? Uh, no, no. You can try all previous Elder Scrolls online chapters for free. That's right. That's a lot of content. I I, I know nothing about Elder, Elder Scrolls it's making online. All 20 previous chapters in DLC pre free to play for a limited time. Yeah. Interesting. It's wild, man. It's wild. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, it feels like real light for for an uh, hour and a half long showcase. Yeah, and I mean, it was more like an hour and, and ten. Um, and it feels, it, yeah, it does feel like, hey, why did we do this? But I also uh, kind of appreciate it, like having watched it, I was like, yeah, this was cool. It's not like an E3 press conference, though. Like, it's, it's nowhere mm -hmm. close to the level of, like, hype mm -hmm. uh, that you would, you know, expect from a, a big Microsoft event. Um, they put the, the direct kind of quote unquote on it. And I guess like with new Nintendo directs, which is kind of like where they, the phrase 
I, as far as I know, that's where the, that's where that term within the gaming space like originated. They can vary drastically. Like sometimes it'll be like, hey, this is a direct that's only focused on one game, or it's this is a Breath of the Wild direct, and they would only talk about that game. Um, and then sometimes it's like, hey, this is our our direct for E3, and then they just have announcement after announcement after announcement. And so it is kind of interesting to see like what is direct what does that kind of branding mean for a company like Xbox? Um, and you know, Sony has theirs and things like that. So it is, it is for everybody to kind of feel out, Hey, what are the smaller kind of detail oriented, uh, events like, and streams? What do those look like for each company? Um, I liked this event. It was good. If it was like so many of the games I actually cared about, like Redfall, I cared about, uh, Forza, I cared about, um, the, like this game, the hi-fi rush I cared about. And, you know, even the Minecraft thing, I was like, okay, cool. That that's something that I, I cared about. They talked about a mode that I didn't necessarily care at all about, but, um, so that's like three out of five, three out of five things I cared about. Whereas mm. if it was less than that, it would have felt really like, eh, I don't know. Why do we do this? Um, yeah. so if you just happen to be a person that doesn't care about three of these five things, you're really not going to be happy, you know, with this type of event. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, that's really all, uh, all I have to say about it. Cause I didn't watch any of this. So Dude, you um, should play hi-fi rush. It's a blast. I I'm going to, it. it looks all, yeah, it looks great. It looks like a cross between like sunset overdrive and, um, jet set radio, which is cool. Dude, yeah, the uh, the it looks like a smoother, like prettier jet set, kind of from a uh, art style that, that kind of like really uh, contrasty, cartoony look. And then you're right, like the attitude and the and the the vibes are very, very similar to Sunset Overdrive, which is really cool. Yeah, totally. All right, that's it for this week. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com on social at Chris Wright two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And at Stay on Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.